Grand rising, everyone. I like coming to the spirit and coughing up my coffee here. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, fabulous. Using my Texas mug that was given to me by a friend. <laughs> yeah, so yum. Okay, let's get started. Again, we're reading the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation. We are on page 37, getting to the second chapter. Um, I say this goes by slowly, but sometimes it goes by pretty pretty quickly, these readings. Just depends. You know, I go off on a tangent. But um, I think we're getting through just fine. So we were talking about, um, you know, the fact that these individuals had this very esoteric sacred wisdom, secret wisdom, even hidden wisdom, which not necessarily hidden if an individual is really tapping into their spiritual journey and really wanting to understand the secrets of all ages and how to um, create and generate um, new worlds. Now, here's the crazy thing. I've been talking about creating new worlds. And if we're not creating our own world, then people are doing it for us. Well, um, if you haven't heard, uh, Facebook's coming up with this metaverse, which is, again, somebody's world being created. They're creating a whole other, what they call the multiverse. And that's whose storyline is it? Well, they're saying that it's it's ours, that we can be whatever we want, but really it's their imagination coming to life. Again, we have to be creative in order to recreate in this world, right? That we create the promise and that we create the world that we want to see. And some people will resist that technology and some people will go into that technology. Talked about this quite a bit. Um, I think it's reincarnation where we totally go into a digital world completely where people are are definitely just going in. <laughs> They're basically losing um, who they are here to uh, find themselves in some cyberspace, metaverse or whatever they want to call it, which is some fraudulent universe that was created by somebody else's vision which i don't want to live because it's not my vision it's not my my world okay but they're training us to be there already notice the addictions we have to our social media platforms and our phones and to if you're on tiktok now i know some people are on tiktok addictions right now we all have them so I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't have my addictions. I do because the phone is with us. If we were living um, somewhere where we didn't need phones, we wouldn't have that particular addiction, right? We would throw it out the window. It wouldn't even be something in our our purview. We wouldn't even be able to see our in our in our vision. It wouldn't even be exist, right? Wouldn't even make sense to us. But we do. And the reason why is because they've created this reality, this virtual reality. And is it good, bad, right, or wrong? Well, it's neither good, right, wrong, or bad. It's just observe it and see what it does for you. See where you want to go. Again, no one can tell you what to choose. You can choose into the next phase of what's to come, which is a virtual reality, which is a a reality that pulls us away from reality <laughs> are this virtual thing. Now, some people are going to freak out about it because it's going to be interesting how we see in 20 years how much technology has evolved and how humans are engaging with that technology. Okay. B 
because how we engage with that technology is going to determine how the world is actually going to be constructed. If you've noticed that technology or the evolution of technology has, I mean, in just 20 years has just grown significantly. Think about it. You know, we had pagers or who even knows before pagers we had, first of all, we never have a telephone. Then they created the telephone, right? And electricity and all that stuff. We didn't have all this, you know, back. We didn't even have um, automobiles. We had horse and buggy. I mean, it's just crazy if we thought about the evolution of technology. It's only going to evolve. It's not going to go revert backwards, you know, unless there's a cataclysm event or something that happens that takes out the grids or whatever it is. I mean, that's a possibility as well. But if that doesn't happen, if natural disaster doesn't happen, it's just going to evolve. And right now we're in a place where technology is um, <laughs> sucking people in completely, fully, wholly, pretty crazy stuff. Um, I choose, I opt out of the metaverse. Thank you very much. Uh, I would not, I don't want to be in somebody else's consciousness or storyline or whatever they're creating. Thank you. No, thank you. However... I am using this particular platform, which is the pilot for the metaverse, right? Um, these technologies that have been created. I'm telling you right now that these universes that are being created come from the ancient wisdom of alchemy. I'm trying to get people to wake up and understand this. It's happening in front of our eyes. People think they're geniuses and they're not. What they've done is they've hidden Okay, the sacred wisdom, and they're using it for what? Well, to control, not using it to free your mind. They want to trap people, <laughs> okay? So wake up, or if you want to be trapped, that's fine too. Whatever whatever works for you, okay? Your life. I'm just here to, to give you the message, okay? Um, so let's just keep going on this. Um, so while Hermes is never mentioned in the Bible, his counterpart Enoch is mentioned several times. In fact, none of the Christian scholars um, of the 17th century would have denied that Enoch was a real person who achieved union with God. That Enoch and Hermes might be the same person was never considered, though the idea was accepted by Islamic scholars. Um, in the mystic sense, summarized in the 19th century French theorist Anton are taught, Thoth, or Egyptian Hermes, was a symbol of divine mind. He was incarnated thought, the living word, the logos of Plato, and the word of the Christians. So the Corpus Hermeticum really contains the ancient Egyptian doctrine of the, um, which traces can be discovered from hydroglyphics, which still cover uh, the uh, monuments of Egypt. So actually, or not the Corpus Hermeticum was written by the hand of Hermes is a moot point since the Emerald Tablet actually encourages this sort of plagiarism by espousing the idea, the one mind, which anyone can access through proper mental attitude. One mind is the mind of Hermes, the mind of our higher selves, and anyone who reaches it can write from the perspective of Hermes Trismegistus, writing our skipped script writing in our storyline okay we write the story we're allowing other people to write the story for us right now and now they're writing something so enticing so
something that so many people are just excited for that metaverse or whatever it is, right? That, that they're coming out with, that that's their paradigm. That is their story that they're creating. That is the game that they are creating. So we get to wake up or not. You get to either choose in or not choose in, right? What is going to happen to individuals? Have you seen Ready Player One, my friend, um, roommate? Wanted me to watch it because of the multiverse. I said, yes, I've seen it. I've seen it. The guy who created the, if you watch Ready Player One, the guy who invented that oasis is what they called it. It was his mind. And everybody's living in his mind, in his world. You see, that's what's being, that's what's happening now. They're using the esoteric wisdom to create new universes. Whose universe? The creators. That's who. They think they're gods and they're creating these universes and they're saying, step into my universe. I'm the creator. You think you're going to win at that game? What do you think it's going to do? You're in the mind of somebody else, in the creation of somebody else. You are a creator. That's what I'm trying to get you guys to wake up and understand. That you are a creator that you have the power to create, that that was taken away from every individual, that we are powerful enough to do that. It's not just for the few. It's for anybody who wants to listen and tap into it. Okay. Anyone who reaches it from the perspective of her, okay. Um, it is the tradition that goes all the way back to Thoth, who was said to inspire people with direct perception of truth. May Thoth write to you daily, utters the 35,000-year-old papyrus of Anin, Ani. Um, as we approach the third millennium, Thoth's insights were being realized by more people than ever before. The modern corpus hermeticum um, includes spiritual fictions, guides to personal transformation, channeled works, and even messages brought back by those experiencing near-death visions. Additionally, many people have created personal a corpus hermeticum in private journals and diaries in which they record thoughts that seem to come from a higher source. Okay, here's the important piece. Here's the key. They have a book to write down their diaries and record their thoughts that come from a higher source. Everybody has access to this. Everybody has access to their own personal alchemy. If let's say, for instance, um, this spirit in coffee was popular, let's just say I had millions of followers. You think they're going to be excited about me talking? No. They're going to shut me up. In fact, I think they even control who watches me, who doesn't watch me. And people might say I'm crazy, but there have been people that said that they don't see me on when I'm on. Like I tried to get on, I, could, I didn't find you. And that's fine. The message is for who it's for. But wake up. Let that spell be broken. Wake up from the spell that you're under. Open up your eyes. Remember who you are. You too are a creator. You too are an extension of God. We don't need to leave it in the hands of a few. It's a huge responsibility, which is why most people don't want to take that staff, don't want to live into their God self, because what does that do? It levels you up to a, a level of responsibility that some people are not ready to do. They have to carry a cross. Yes, you do. That is what happens. When we start to open up our minds 
and the responsibilities get bigger and bigger and bigger, guess what? Our cross gets heavier. And that's a fear most people have. They don't want to carry the cross. See, they want somebody else to carry it for them and they'll just follow. So we have to wake up to this. We have to carry our cross. I mean, that's the whole analogy, right? That's what happens. We carry our cross and sometimes we have to sacrifice. It's an everyday thing though. So we have the ability to create our own alchemy, our own universe, our own, you know, we're leaving it to the hands of these individuals. Now, asking yourself as some, as things shift, I can feel a big shift coming, just huge, right? Something that I don't even know that we're going to even, I don't even understand what I'm feeling at this point, but I do know that something big's going to happen and it's going to change the direction and trajectory of all humanity. It already has, it's already started. But it's that doesn't mean it's over. People think it's going to go back to normal. It's not. We're, we're not going back. When you start to transcend, when you start to unfold, when you start to unveil, what happens? We go forward. We grow. We don't go backwards. It's the same with you. When you're awakened and you're awake and you're alive and you start to grow, you don't go backwards. You can't unknow what you already know. Good morning, Kumar. Good morning, Christina. I don't know if I say good morning. <laughs> Michael, I don't know if you guys are all on here. Okay, so in today's uh, world, the guidance of Hermes is being sought by more people every day. In fact, in the following chapter, we too will attempt to directly contact the eternal Hermes. Okay, so that's chapter one. Now, in the book itself, there's um, tons of resources that you can tap into beyond this book itself. Like Alexander's discoveries of the Emerald Tablet was related to Albertus Mangus, the Liber the Secretus. I don't know. These are all in, in other. The same story was told in a book published by uh, Jer uh, Jerome Torella. So you have all these different books that you could go into, right? From Dr. Sigmund um, Biscottrum original alchemic manuscripts and reprinted it by Manuel P. Hall, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. I have that book. I've read from The Secret Teachings of All Ages. Highly recommend that you get that book if you're interested in it. Um, it should be noted that the ancients used the term emerald to refer not only to the emeralds, but also to the green crystal, crystal and jasper. So they have many different books on here. And I have The Secret of All Ages, uh, Secret of the Emerald Tablet. I don't have so, and then there's more and more and more and more books, okay, that you guys can do. And that's just on chapter one. Every chapter has the reference page for you to find more books if you choose. Chapter three, Conversations with Hermes, okay. Um, one way to grasp the meaning of the Emerald Tablet is to try to communicate with the author using psychological method known as active imagination. The active imagination is something that Carl Jung, he, he coined that term active active imagination, where I believe he coined the terms, right? And so Carl Jung believed that our psyche energy or psychic energy, right, which is what Freud um, was talking about, was that 
active imagination is what is going is what creates the world that we see around us we we participate with this active imagination it's the irrational mind it's the mind that's not rational it's the mind that we can't put words to but we try to so the active imagination is our dream basically now we can tap into the active imagination at night so if you dream at night that's the closest you're going to get to your psyche your internal world right to the unconscious that's where we tap into some pretty deep stuff weird wonky stuff right so look into the active imagination and what that means for you you can tap into it by hypnotherapy there's tons of ways to tap into active imagination okay this is the same method used by those who composed the corpus corpus hermeticum centuries ago when we're thinking about how they are creating this new metaverse okay multiverse um or meta or whatever their facebook's calling it right um, they are using the Herpes Hermeticum. They're using active imagination and they're creating a new world. You guys, I want you guys to really hear what I'm saying. They're creating a new world. I've been talking about creating new worlds and then boom, Meta shows up, right? Why? Because it's timely. You have the power to do the same thing is what I'm saying. And I've been telling you this. Why go live in the consciousness or the mind of another individual? when you can create your own. It doesn't have to be digital. That's what they're doing. They're extracting people and redirecting people into their own consciousness and their own game. I mean, do you wanna give that up? You can, and people will. Tons, trust me. <laughs> they even got us with this social media platforms. So trust me. Okay, and they're in prison treaties. Okay, here we go. This is where they go, the imprisoned treaties. So this is the same method used by those who composed the Corpus Hermeticum centuries ago. And their imprisoned treaties were also attempts to elaborate on the meaning of the tablet. All we have to do is achieve this state of mind is to imagine that it, what it would be like if we could corner the mercial uh, Hermes and get him to come back to the modern world to answer a few questions. So we are basically channeling that that powerful energy within us to ask how do we become creative enough to um transcend the story that they're giving us they're giving us the storyline now we can take it or not and what we've done so far is take it why because they've taken they've taken this away from the masses purposefully it's been in the hands of you know, whoever, these small individual groups. And then they've created these orders, right? They've created all of these different orders that you have to be a part of, these private clubs. And and once you're in, you have to follow their rules, but they created it, you see? And people are searching for this sacred wisdom, giving up their their whole consciousness, their whole active imagination to live in somebody else's, just to what? because they want the hidden wisdom. Everybody has access to it. That's what I'm saying. And you've got to trust yourself. Now, here's the deal. They're going to say they call people who do this on their own without any grounding or any working with any lodges or um, these hidden uh, orders, right? Crazy. 
that's what ends up happening. They call those individuals crazy because it's either, it's either you're crazy or you're dead, one or the other. You either play with us or you're gone. It's easy to just say, well, this lady's crazy or this person's crazy, but here's the deal. So what? Who are you to determine what I am? You can't. It's like I can't determine who you are. Only you know that. So right now, what they've done, it says they're imprisoned treaties, okay? Um, I'm sorry, impassioned treaties. So they they created their own, um, which can change the whole dialogue, right? <laughs> Be careful with your words, Natalie. Um, they they've taken these things, they've created it, and now they said, let's shut everybody else out, okay? So traditionally, rituals, okay, uh, to evoke um, to invoke Hermes were involved in a journey or a vision quest that incorporates all four archetypal elements: earth, water, air, fire. Therefore, let us begin our journey just before dawn in a lush forest full of towering trees and vegetation where the odor of the earth is strong. Um, there is just enough light for us to take out the footpath before us as we move through the densest part of the forest and suddenly step into our rocky beach. There are rolling waves of ocean thrown out from the sands or from the other sounds and the deep red sea, sorry, deep red sun peaks over the watery horizon. We pause a moment to savor the beauty of the dawn and survey the surroundings. We can barely see the zigzagging footpath winding up the sheer cliff of our right. We are at the base of a jagged mountain whose peak is shrouded in clouds. We embark on the treacherous trail by the midday to reach a grassy outcropping halfway up the mountain. A refreshing breeze blows in from the sea as we venture to the lodge of the cliff. Cliff. We are greeted by a spectacular view of the ocean and the forests below. The combination of sun and wind is invigorating, and we lie down in the grass for a moment to enjoy it. Unfortunately, we cannot linger. The grass uh, lingers since we must reach our destination before dark. As we press on, uh, the, the path becomes steeper and more difficult, then suddenly widens and turns downward into a small canyon. In the subdued light of the canyon, we spot a flickering orange light coming from the large cave. Oddly, the more we think about our destination, the quicker we are propelled along the path and we reach the cave in no time at all. In front of the cave, a giant bonfire burns, illuminating the entrance. So the, again, this is going on to how basically a journey, a meditation um, journey, right? Hey, man cave, I think people are just coming in and out, but a journey destination to um, how we connect with this energy. How do we connect with, with Hermes? So it's a meditation and you could, you yourself can start to do these meditations to connect with that energy. And as you connect with that energy, you can ask questions. This is part of the active imagination. Again, active imagination, read about it. Taps into the unconscious mind. We, we extrapolate, we pull out sacred wisdom from a place that's higher than a place we know, right? Any, any person who has understood this work will tell you that there 
the way that they created things was not by them alone. It came from a force beyond their own understanding. And all these individuals who have shaped the way that we see the world today, all the individuals that have made an impact on how the world was designed or the different um, technological advances, they will all tell you that they tapped into something greater than them, right? There's people that are tapping into even extraterrestrials, all kinds of stuff, right, is going on in terms of us being able to connect to these um, ancient hidden wisdom or doors. We, we have the active imagination. Again, the best way to describe it is in our dreams. We dream. It's there. It's happening. But what is it? Well, we don't really know how to describe it, but we can start to create a world externally from that active imagination. And that's what we see today. Somebody else's mind has created this and we've lived into it. And now it's time that we create our own. Okay. So before us are the two great wooden doors, the crystal doorknobs, and we carefully open the one at our right. The heavy door opens only partially. And after we squeeze through, it slams shut behind us with a thud that echoes through the brilliant lit inner chamber. As our eyes adjust to the brightness, we notice that everything is pure white, the floor, walls, ceiling, all uniformly white. And it is impossible to discern any corners or even to determine the shape of the room. The only identifiable object is a massive golden cube at the very center. The metallic monolith tower over us and must be at least 12 feet on each end. As we approach, electricity fills the air and tiny sparks start shooting out of the empty space above the cube. Before our eyes, the sparks co coalesce into a hoovering box of lightning. The cube, a cube of diamond white light that hangs suspended well above the so solid cube on the floor. Between the two, um, a pinkish vapor forms and then splits like a silken veil to reveal the tall figure of a man. So here we go. This is the man is taller than any mortal and bathed in the shimmering greenish light. As he materializes before us, his body is transparent for a few seconds and his heart and brain can be seen, pulsating and radiant. We watch as his heart transform into the ibis of a bird and his brain into a gleaming emerald. But his flesh soon takes form, concealing those inner treasures. Finally, flowing robes of deep blue and yellow envelop on the golden sandals appear on his feet. He is crowned with a purple cloth uh, turban um, emblazoned with a solar disk resting on his cradle of, his, of a crescent moon. Um, on his left hand, he holds a flattering winged staff entwined with two hissing serpents. The man pushes the intimidating staff towards us, all uh, the while ga gazing intently into our eyes. He stares not, his stare is not harsh nor arrogant, but full of simple wisdom. He then speaks in a dignified yet benevolent voice. I am thrice great Hermes, son of divine, the messenger uniting superiors and inferiors and their union is me, as it is in the one mind. Basically, the messenger between the two worlds, between uh, perhaps you could say the one God and him is the the messenger, the, the individual that allows us to 
are the character that allows us to tap into that sacred wisdom. We have that ability. Now, other people, depending on what they believe spiritually, can you can say Jesus Christ. You can say whatever it is for you. It doesn't even matter at this point. What matters is that we remember that we have this connection to God, that we are connected that we are of God, that we are an extension of the divine. We are an extension of the universe. We are of it, not outside of it. But that's the lie, right? Is that we're separate. We're not separate. We're part of it. It's all interconnected. You can say we're stardust, whatever, however you would like to see it, right? It's not just a one thing, a one way. And the personification of the wisdom that comes between the worlds, between the heaven and and here on earth is Hermes Trismegistus or the great wisdom that allows us to tap into that, that sacred mind and allows us to create within the world around us. We can utilize the tools that are available to us. And we have the opportunity to be creative in the way that we connect with that. So we pull from. So let's see, and I like it because it says the inferior, the messenger uniting superior and inferiors. Okay, hail Hermes, we reply in union. Hermes pulls the cataracis wand, sorry, you've probably seen that, back to his side and glances down at us. How do we strike up a conversation with this kind of being? Just how openly um, will this secretive, contradictory man-god answer our questions? We start with something that has mystified philosophies for, for centuries. You call yourself thrice great, but what is your real name? By Hermes, you know me because that is the one-third I have chosen to show you. I am a truly three times Hermes, the eternal spirit who exists in all levels of creation. Now I am embodied between the above and the below, although I speak not to you through you, for together we are of the one mind. So again, the one mind coming together. Okay, this is you. This is you. So this is you being able to have this conversation with Hermes, which is called the active imagination. And active imagination allows us to dialogue with those higher energies. It allows us to tap into something beyond or transcend the stories of our everyday life. It's what they call the archetypes. That's what Carl Jung called them, the archetypes, okay? That we are in communion and communication with them at all times and that we can have this sacred conversation, okay? So what I, what I do, because I'm going to end here, is I highly recommend, I want to continue reading on um, but I do want to keep these 30 minutes. I'm trying my best. So this chapter is pretty short. Um, we'll get through it pretty quickly. The, the message being today that you guys have the power to connect into that and that you can have, by using your active imagination, can have these conversations with those energies and that you are an extension of the divine and never forget that and that you do have the ability to tap into that and get the wisdom that you need so that you can make the best decisions for your life, especially for what's coming next. There's going to be a huge shift and change, you guys. I can feel it. Don't know exactly what it is. I can't see. 
I don't have foresight. I haven't been given a vision or anything like that, but I do feel it. And I'm sure you guys do too. There's something big about to shift, not hundred percent what it is. Okay. Um, so there you go. All right. So I love you guys have a fantastical day and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.